welcome back to The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> and how are you? Natalie? I'm doing okay. It's uh, that awkward week between Christmas and New Year's. Um, my sister sent me a, a meme that it was like the week between Christmas and New Year's, you're full of cheese and don't know the day of the week. Right. Yeah. And I kind of, I haven't eaten a lot of cheese. No, I'm full of hummus. I'm full of popcorn. Yeah, yeah um, but yeah, good, it's cold. It's a cheesy and, popcorn, par, uh, it, yeah. garlic parmesan popcorn. It was, yeah. Um, it got sent by a vendor uh, from work. It's cold and rainy outside. Yeah, so. but we're inside the heat on. You know, wearing socks on the couch. Yeah, it's a real, it's real cute cozy, and cuddly yeah. situation. Real cozy, <laughs> and it was a good situation to watch a couple episodes of classic TV. Yeah. Um. Some of which, uh, I, w- I would say the, uh, I guess a spoiler for later, the more recent episode felt more dated than uh, yeah. the other one we watched. But um, yeah. we're here to talk about Friends and How I Met Your Mother, Seasons 2, Episodes 6. Uh, the episodes are called The One with the Baby on the Bus and Aldrin Justice. So we're going to start with Friends, Season 2, Episode 6, the one with the baby on the bus. We get a non-perk opening. Mm-hmm. It was a, a apartment. An apartment opening. Yeah. It seems to be the way the, things are things are going. Uh, ben is over. Ross is over at, at Monica and Rachel's with, with Ben, his his son. Mm-hmm. And Ben hates Monica. Ben hates Monica. Ben yeah. cries whenever Monica holds him, and stops crying whenever anyone else uh, uh, holds him. Which is kind of that's the like cold open, but it continues. Did you notice that? Um, this episode takes place entirely in the same day, all oh. in the same day. And I noticed because we pay attention to fashions, everyone's wearing the same clothes the You're entire right. episode. You're right about that. So that's like the cold open. But then when we come back from the titles, it's still just moments later. Right. Um, and, and the guys are making fun of uh, Monica. They're pretending the basketball is a baby and that it hates Monica. And Monica throws the basketball out the window. Yeah. Which, like... I'm trying to figure, I know TV show apartments don't make any sense. I'm trying to figure out what's outside that little kitchen window that she throws it out of. Because the street, I'm thinking it's like a... An alley? I'd be an alley. I remember my, um, the second apartment that I had in Chicago had, it had like four units in it. And all of them had their kitchen window at the same place and there was like a weird hole in the middle of the building you couldn't like access Hmm. really it was i don't know if it was like like generators or like or like um i maybe the idea was that like everyone cooks and like the fumes or whatever and go out the window and up this like but it was literally like there was a little hole in the middle of the building Hmm. and so i was trying to picture like is it that sort of sort of thing and who's going to get that basketball who knows but you shouldn't throw things out of windows right <laughs> it's littering at the very yeah. least yeah um but then we get so so that's uh this is where we get to the inciting incident of the episode um which is that monica accidentally serves her brother ross uh, kiwi pie and he is allergic to kiwi among other things we find out that he's allergic to peanuts yeah. And um, at least other one other thing that I can't remember the name of. Um, and he's also afraid of 
He's afraid of shots. Afraid he's of needles. afraid of yeah. needles. Yeah, but he starts, his uh, tongue starts swelling up. We should up. have known. Starts... We've always called Ross as an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> we called yeah. it. Um, Ross's tongue starts swelling up, and then we get some very funny, um, uh, just Ross saying things with a, 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 a swollen yeah. mouth. There's a... It reminds me of an episode of the West Wing where CJ comes back from the dentist and like her mouth is all numb. Right. And uh, yeah, I remember that Sam and Josh are like trying to get her to say like complicated things. Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's like uh, all ready to go to the hospital. And then, you know, she's like, they're going to give you a shot. And he's like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I thought that was. Funny. Did you think it was weird that there would be a um, kiwi lime pie? So there was a like funny key lime pie but it's kiwi lime pie which i've never heard of yeah it seems made up because key lime is a kind of lime and right? key lime pie is a type of pie i, I just but don't what i'm saying is the, what's in the thing so if you're making a kiwi lime pie is it kiwis and key limes or kiwis and regular limes i would assume kiwis and key limes because okay. that's what you make pies out of yeah Okay. Well, it probably sounds, it's probably good. Yeah. I like kiwi. Yeah. I'm not like Ross. I'm not afraid of it. Yeah. Or allergic to it. Yeah. Um, we get a line here that I I almost considered putting in funniest moments, but it was more just like a line that I really liked because um, Monica and Ross have to go to the hospital and, and Ross is like, but we have Ben who's going to watch Ben and Joey and Chandler say they will. And Joey says... I have seven Catholic sisters. I've watched hundreds of kids, which is very relatable to me. Like I I only have one sister, but I come from a family of just like scores of nieces and nephews. Did you know that he had seven sisters? We've talked about it. I I was trying to remember if like, I know in the Thanksgiving episodes from season one, there was a talk of his family. Cause that was during season one of Thanksgiving was uh, when Joey wasn't able to go home for Thanksgiving because he was in the, uh, the like venereal disease ad and his family thought he had a venereal disease and didn't want him home for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Which is funny. So yeah, I don't know if they had mentioned the seven, seven sisters before, but I I think we knew it a a little bit and I, we'll get to meet all of them. them. We'll see. Oh, right. You did tease it before because we talked about how in the spinoff, Joey, Drea DiMatteo, a.k.a. Adriana from Sopranos, plays one of the sisters. And I don't think she's on Friends, so I don't think we ever meet all seven. Am I right? Uh, Yeah. I'm trying to remember if we We talked about this. We meet some of them, yeah. Um, And then also not quite funniest lines, but Chandler said uh, about, like, spending his day watching the baby, he said, uh, well, I was planning on playing basketball, but I guess that's out the window. Well, you just took my funniest line, so thanks for that. I did? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't think it was that funny. It was one of one of them. Yeah, well, yeah that's, I guess that's why we have we have more, um, more than one. And it's also like we we say we're saying funniest line, but it's sometimes it's funniest moment if it's something physical, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, in this case, I think I do just have lines for this episode. But, okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, so that's that plot. The main two plots set up, which is you know. The main plot is at this point is Joey and Chandler watching the baby. The second plot is Monica and Ross going to the doctor. Now we get the introduction of the third plot Mm -hmm. uh, at the, now we finally get to Central Park. Yeah. And we meet the owner. Well, we've met him before. Max Wright. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. The dad from Alf. Terry. Um, Yeah. Uh, Alf. (laughs) That's how he said it. Alf. 
Elf. Elf. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Max Wright is back as, as Terry, and we find out that he's hired a professional performer, like singer-songwriter, to perform at the at the coffee shop that Phoebe would play regularly, but was not paid by the coffee shop. She was essentially, like, paid in tips or, or But whatever. Terry was so mean, like, saying that she was horrible. Yeah, that he... He wants, when she plays, he wants to stick his finger in his eyeball and then yeah. swirl it around. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty, yeah, pretty mean. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, it's sad. We feel bad for Phoebe. She's, like, mad. She feels devalued, and she's mad at Terry for being a jerk. Then uh, we found out that Joey and Chandler weren't content to just sit around and watch the baby. They decided to take it out to meet women. Yeah. They're going to walk around with the baby and, like, all of the baby's toys apparently just like they're carrying yeah. everything and there's a joke about that uh, hopefully this isn't stealing another one of your funniest lines but when Chandler says are you sure you remember the baby's anvil um, no that wasn't one of them but it's a funny joke I think the the show gives like women so little credit that it actually works <laughs> like everyone all the women are like swooning over these two dudes with a baby uh, yeah, that's true. Although the first woman, uh, played by Leah Thompson, uncredited. Yeah. yeah. First of two, there are two uncredited name stars in this episode. We'll get to the one later. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's Leah Thompson and she is taken by the baby, but she assumes that they're, they're gay, which again, we've talked about this before. Like, like with the thing in season, in season one of Ross feeling like he had to explain at like the Lamaze class or whatever, like right. who it's like, yeah, Come two on. women are baby. We know like yeah. in, with 2021 eyes. It's like, yeah, obviously we know. And I feel like today, if I saw two men walking on the street with a stroller, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably a couple. And I wouldn't think anything right. of it. So, um, it's supposed to, I, so that I guess that's me, just me saying like within the world of 1990, what year is, are we at at this point? 90, uh, we still at 95, I think 95. Um, you know, I could have it called up. Yes, we're in November of 1995 here. Um, within that world, it's supposed to be a surprise that she assumes that. But I was like, yeah, that's what people are going right. to assume. You and know? of course, if we know friends, we know there's gay panic. Yeah, and of Joey gonna... and Chandler are going to really struggle with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to point out the... the uh, we're obviously on like the back lot, you know, the, the fake yeah. like, New York set on Warner Brothers lot or wherever they shot friends. I don't know. Um, so, uh, they stopped with Leah Thompson in front of a record store, a fake mm-hmm. record store called free being records. And it had stickers in the window for Wilco belly seal and Alanis Morissette. Oh my God. How did I miss that? <laughs> it just was so 1995. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so then back to the perk. Uh, at first, Rachel like convinces Terry to let Phoebe play, mm-hmm. but he's not going to pay her the way he's paying this new person named Stephanie, and we haven't met yet. So Phoebe decides she's going to instead just busk on the street mm-hmm. and right try to front. make money. Right, literally right in front, and make up songs on the spot about how uh, Terry's a jerk. He won't let me work. I hate Central Perk. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, um, it was a good song. I thought. Yeah. Uh, then in the, uh, juggling these plots back to the hospital, Ross finally gets his shot and the, uh, doctor, I was trying to, re- did you recognize the doctor? Cause I recognized him, not only the actor, but like recognized him as a doctor. He's the doctor when Susan dies on Seinfeld. Of course he is. And then okay. later he comes back 
in the finale when he's like testifying against George and how did he describe his like like barely restrained joy or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about. It. There's always a Seinfeld connection, and yeah. There, yeah. in more ways than one. In this, ep- oh, never mind, never mind. Oh, okay. We're gonna get to, get to it, huh? Um, then we get to the well, the 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 scene in which the episode gets its name. Right? Um, they leave. They're too busy hitting on two women who are so enamored of them. Uh, that they they get off at the the other women's stops like oh we live around here too you live around here let's go to the bar yeah and they leave the baby on the bus they leave the baby on the bus um they're chasing the bus and then they're chasing it around the corner and then um it like the bus merges with two other buses yeah, so, so they, they don't, don't know, know which, one which it is. bus it's like how uh baby driver gets away in the first scene of baby driver yeah the red car like again with two other red cars both involving babies? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, in a way. Maybe that's where Baby Driver got the idea. Yeah. Is from this episode. Yeah. Um, all right. I feel like I'm just listing off, like, uh, things. But there's a lot that happens in this mm-hmm. episode. There's, yeah. there's three, like, storylines. Uh, Ross, like, hurts Monica's hand, squeezing it so hard when he gets the the the, the shot. Um, so she has to have her hand x-rayed. Then finally, Stephanie, the new singer-songwriter, shows up at Central Park and it's Chrissy Hines yeah. from The Pretenders. Yeah, uh, and she was great. Yeah, um, yeah, she's she's fantastic. I, I really liked the whole thing about Phoebe, like questioning her about her guitar. Like, oh yeah, does your guitar? Do you know all the co- yeah, yeah? Do you, do you know, know the chords? Do you know how to go from this to this yeah. or whatever? Does your guitar have a strap? Oh, mine does. Um, and then also Phoebe's um, song. Stephanie knows all the chords. <laughs> yeah. But it reminded me of like, uh, I mean, obviously this is, it's different because it's two women, but I feel like a lot of times when women are into a thing that is like seen as like a boy's territory, there's a lot of like, like if a woman's like, oh yeah, I like baseball, then like men who like baseball, like, oh yeah, prove it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which reminds me of one of the funniest tweets I've ever seen or one of the funniest tweets on this topic I've ever seen is someone said like, uh, Oh yeah, you're a feminist name. Every woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, we hear, I I mentioned the songs, but you mentioned the songs about Stephanie knowing all the chords Yeah, (laughs) and the songs about, uh, Terry's Terry's a a jerk. Um, so then the, the gay panic thing kind of comes around where in order to claim the baby, who's like been, I guess the transportation department or whatever have like, uh, found the baby and are keeping it in order to like prove that it's their baby or at least like it's convince like, people that they're, it's their baby. They had to, pre- they have to pretend to be a couple. Well, it's like the human services building. Cause there was like a nursery there. So it's not department of transportation. Okay. What is human services? Like social services. Okay. Okay. So social services, Okay, well, you're a social worker. Yeah. If a baby was left on a bus, yeah, could two guys just show up and say and claim that's the baby? our baby? And claim like sight unseen, without it? no, it would <laughs> yeah. be like a full police report investigation. There'd be criminal charges. Yeah. There'd be a detention from biological parents. Like there would be a whole thing. Um, and um, we definitely wouldn't um, <laughs> stamp diapers. Property of <laughs> Social services, which was props to the props department. That was very funny. I guess if they're like 
washable diapers. You know, like, look, social services, you know, you work for the DCFS. Like, they're not always well-funded. You might need to recycle those but diapers. But, like, they're just, they're pampers. Like, they're not, <laughs> um, they're uh, not branded m- merch. Okay, so, all right. I'm glad you pointed out that this is not the Department of Transportation they're at. This was because there's a nursery with because multiple that, babies. That was my there. question. It was yeah. like because there were like two different babies in there. I was like, wait, did two babies get left on the bus? And yeah, but you're right. This makes sense. Yeah. Were, so they there were two babies. They had to kind of guess at which one was which. It really like uh, yeah. it's kind of upsetting the whole story. Line. There was, and there would have been like a social worker, even though I I always hate depictions of social workers in movies and TV shows you know that I have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad we didn't see like a bad social worker yeah. <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, that's like rubbed off on me. I think yeah. about it too. You know, when you and I saw King Richard this year, the movie yeah. King Richard, it was like, it totally took me out of the scene where it's like that social worker wouldn't like, this wouldn't be an emergency call. She wouldn't show up like after hours with cops. <laughs> like, right. Right. Anyway. Um, now, where was I? Uh, we get a, a a nice scene in which Rachel comes out of the coffee shop and sits down on the curb. I like how she puts down her little, like, uh, towel mm-hmm. to sit on the curb mm-hmm. to comfort Phoebe. And Phoebe has this whole thing about how she doesn't want to play for the money or whatever. And she is recounting the little, the, like, $6.27 that she made that day. And yeah. she also says that one of the, someone dropped a condom, you know? And yeah. then we get the tag to that. That scene is the the next uncredited cameo. Giovanni Bisi shows up as the guy who dropped a common a condom in the uh, uh, in 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 her um, guitar case while while she was playing. And I won't. I'm gonna. Uh, should I? Uh, I don't know if I. Um, Do you can, know enough about Friends to know? That no, I don't know. Is he? He shows up again. The, this yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, that's fun. Um, well, I like Giovanni Ribisi. He's not exactly Steve Zahn, but he is an actor I've always liked and also feels very of this era. Yeah. You know? Just just you wait. Okay. Just <laughs> so more wait. Giovanni Ribisi to come, but he um, he has a funny line. I hope I'm not taking another one of your funniest lines. No. Um, when he like shows up, he's like, did I accidentally drop a condom in your guitar case earlier? It's kind of an emergency. Yeah. And then he <laughs> shouts like, Christine, I've got it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so yeah, then we get a, a, a kind of a sweet uh, scene of Monica and Ross, yeah, like a cute like, sibling, yeah, sharing touching like, moment, sharing stories of them tormenting each other as kids, which yeah. is probably something that my sister and I could do. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, the baby gets returned. It's um, very upsetting. Just the thought of that they don't. Joey and Chandler don't know until they get home whether or not they've picked the right they baby. They picked the right baby, Which yeah. is, like, so terrifying to think that Ross could end up with, like, have lost his baby and also that some other parent is out there, like, yeah. this isn't my baby. Yeah. Like, someone left with my baby. Yeah. And, I, yeah, and also social services wouldn't just let them say, all right. New York Human Services, like, this is yours? <laughs> okay, take it. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> um... Anyway, uh, so we, yeah, that's the end of the episode. But except we get a tag at the end with Phoebe teaching Chrissy Hind how to play Smelly Cat, mm-hmm. and I specifically noticed. Did you notice on the on the table, like the friends' table where they always are, there was a reserved sign, like almost 
is the show like acknowledging that like Rachel that has always... to like reserve that? Or it's just always reserved for them. For them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also I'm sure Terry get, loves it. We also get, um, well, we'll go, we'll get that. Never mind. Um, well, should we, do you have any other stray observations or should we move on to our funniest moments? Oh, I guess I was, I was annoyed by the, the gay panic of, of course. um, Chandler and Joey and like the whole time they were just like trying to prove that they weren't gay. Like so the girls on the bus were like, Oh, like, like what brings you out today? Oh, we're not out. We're not out. We're, yeah. Like it was just so, it was supposed to be a funny line. It was just so yeah. awful. Tiresome. Yeah. Um, um, okay, let's go to funniest. Okay, I'll start with my funniest. After, when, when Rachel has to break the news to Phoebe that she's being replaced or whatever, uh, Rachel says, Terry's a jerk, okay? That's why we're always saying Terry's a jerk. That's where that comes from. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was very funny. Um, I ha- I don't know what exactly, okay, when, um, when Ross's tongue starts to swell... <laughs> Joey uh-huh. said my uncle Sal had a big tongue because uh, he <laughs> Ross is like shouting childcare instructions on his way out the door and they yeah. don't make any sense. Yeah. And, and Joey's Joey, like, got it. And Chandler's like, you understood all that? And Joey's like, my uncle, my uncle Sal, Sal has a really big yeah. tongue. Yeah. That was my other one too. Do you have any more? Uh, I had it. Another one, even though Joey and Chandler were annoying during that like city tour. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny when uh, one of them said, Aim it at that pack of babes. Like aim the baby <laughs> at the pack of babes. That is funny. Yeah. Um, should we move on to friends, but make it fashion? Yes. So um, Chandler's kind of ahead of the times here wearing an and one sweatshirt, um, which I had to look up. And one was like founded in 93, but I feel like it was like late 90s, early 2000s that I really knew what and one it's like a, basketball shoe company but they also made other apparel but then their thing was that if you bought a pair of their shoes they also put together these like videotapes of like great moves like street ball like people people playing neighborhood basketball but like doing amazing like moves and dunks and stuff to where it became such a thing that the and one mixtape would actually make sort of minor celebrities out of like these street ball players and and one would like sponsor street ball tournaments and stuff. But this is all before, like I don't even know if they were doing the mixtapes here in 90 in 95, but that's, that's what and one would go on to be known for by the end of the nineties and early two thousands. So Chandler's ahead of the the time wearing an and one sweatshirt the entire time. Okay. Yeah. I, I never even heard of that brand, but it, it makes sense because, um, Chandler wanted to play basketball, but that idea went out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Um, do you have any other, uh, make it fashion? I wouldn't give you any of them. So Phoebe's <laughs> turtleneck was pretty great. So Phoebe's turtleneck, which looked like, um, it was like a striped stripe, but in a way it looked like when you are on vacation, and you make one of those like things out of sand with like the different colored sand. <laughs> like yeah. that's what her turtleneck reminded me of. Yeah. And she was pairing it with a purple, purple. pleather, uh, jacket. Yeah. When yeah. she was outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked it too. All right, we're uh, um, uh, ahead of schedule here. Should we move on to running jokes and motifs? Besides gay panic, mm-hmm. there was also a fat joke. There was a fat joke, yeah. Because Chandler is, uh, has accidentally implied that Monica is a long way off from the dream of motherhood that she, that she wants. Mm-hmm. And so he tries to get out of it by saying that Chandler like 
called it, said she looked fat or something yeah. or saying that Joey, I, I will never get these two Joey and Chandler. I know they're different people, but yes. they're roommates and I get them mixed up. Yes. So yeah, Chandler's in trouble. He said that Joey said she looked fat. Any other uh, running jokes or motifs? Well, you, I guess you hinted at Giovanni Urbisi being a, yes. a bit of foreshadowing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Um, chock full of guest stars. Um, Chrissy Hine being like exquisite, I thought. Um, we also um, are revisiting the idea that Rachel's bad at her job. Like when she's talking to Terry, the jerk owner, she's like, please let Phoebe play. I'll clean the cappuccino machine. And he's like, wait, <laughs> you haven't been cleaning the cappuccino machine? So she's yeah. incompetent, as we yeah. know. Um, we talk about Joey's family so we talk about his catholic sisters um of course yeah fat phobia gay panic um yeah i loved i loved uh chrissy hine and phoebe like doing the little duet and phoebe kind of like saying like this is how you do it like teaching her the ways and chrissy hine does like a beautiful like version of yeah. smelly cat and Phoebe's like, that's a little too much. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> but it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, anything other, any, anything else you wanted to point out about friends season two, episode six, the one with the baby on the bus? Um, uh, nope. Well, in that case, we'll be right back. We're back and we are ready to talk about how I met your mother. Season two, episode six, Aldrin justice. Uh, okay, so we start out in Robin's apartment with Lily and Robin. Not McLaren's. Not McLaren's. Um, oh, we do get some city shots of New York City. Okay. Um, but it's, you know, Ted's voiceover explaining that um, Lily, Aunt Lily, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you just, we've talked multiple times about how, like, there's usually some sort of montage before the actual first scene starts on how many yeah. mother. And you just realize you just pointed out like, Oh yeah, it's because they need room for the opening voiceover. Yeah. 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 Um, so Lily is saying that she wants, she's only been a kindergarten teacher, so she wants to follow her dream. So we get like a montage of all like the jobs that she's trying. So I wrote them down. Life coach, Marine biologist, beat poet, beekeeper and then she's in a punk rock band so she's trying all these things and but i also like that there was an entry for not a beekeeper because she's not like, a beekeeper. Be a beekeeper and then she shows up covered she's in covered in welts yeah um so that was really funny um so yeah she's trying to fo- follow her dreams and find herself she's kind of rudderless and um we learned that uh ted's assistant left because he insulted her again with the fat phobia. Yeah, I put in, in for for similarities and differences later, like fat jokes. Yeah, he ruined this poor woman's life because she like opened her lunch and it was like chicken on a bed of lettuce, which is like super keto. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like it was. Yes, it was a lot of chicken, but it's like but it a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, and, it wasn't and, like, enough to. She, and he said like, "Oh, you brought lunch for everyone." Yeah. And, and then she, there was a joke about having ten sides. Oh yeah, he says like also she had twelve sides. Yeah, and, and Barney's like, oh, "What you're gonna make fun of her figure too?" Or yeah, 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 it was terrible. Um, so yeah, he like destroyed this this poor woman. So he he's convinced that um, he can 
bring Lily on. Yeah, get her a job as the new office assistant. Yeah. Um, we also learned that um, Brian Cranston is Mr. Druthers. This was who I teased yeah. two weeks ago with the, the Seinfeld. Seinfeld star who was already a star before this because this is post-Malcolm. Yeah. So he was already like a name yeah. at this point and then obviously would go on to be the Emmy winning and probably overexposed uh, star of of Breaking Bad. Oh, I totally skipped over um, a huge part. So when Lily's trying to like follow her dream, she gets a job at a like a tiki restaurant called Biv- Big oh, Wave yeah. Big Wave Luau. Yeah. And the gang goes to like humiliate her and ask about the menu and pretend it's their birthdays and kind of yeah, mock yeah. her. Yeah, I felt like Robin was like the one who betrayed her and then also was like, It was my birthday. Sure it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah, go get that drum. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was humiliating. So, that's when Ted um, agreed to yeah. give her the job. Um, so, yeah, Brian Cranston is a monster, and we get back to the joke about the building just being like a big giant penis. Yeah. There's a lot of funny jokes about the building. They kept it going. Yeah. They kept it going. Yeah. But last, like, two weeks ago, everyone was making the joke, all the boys or whatever yeah. were making jokes on purpose, yeah. being like, I had to hear. Ted, Ted kept saying things he didn't mean to be innuendos. Right. And it was Robin and Lily who couldn't stop giggling at the, like, he's been a little testy and crotchety. crotchety yeah. And he's like, it's been hard on him. Yeah. And, um, we can't blow it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone makes, makes jokes about it. Like, um, when, um, Dr. Mr. Druther says like, I want that thing to slap him in the face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways. When he's like going to pitch the idea to like yeah. the um, the spoken the spoke, Spokane, the Spokane. Like the hotel whatever owner, yeah. and he also says like because he wants the uh, trees to have brown foliage. And he's yeah. like, can't you picture this thing rising from an ungroomed <laughs> yeah. and, and and Ted's like, I can't unpicture it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, all kind. Um. So in the office. Mr. Druthers is such an asshole to everyone. And Lily's like, I need to teach him a lesson. So she steals his um, baseball, which is signed thrice. By Pete Rose. By Pete yeah. Rose. Um, so she steals it to like teach him a lesson because that's um, Aldrin Justice is, you know, taking something away from a, a kindergartner to like teach him the lesson. Yeah. Um, and then I guess in... To punish everyone in the office, he says he's going to start firing everyone. Three people an hour. Three people an hour. Yeah. Um, it was like a hostage situation, you yeah. know? Like, I'm yeah. going um, <clears> to... <throat> what else? Um, oh, yeah. So, it's like Lily taking away toys is like her personal form of justice, a.k.a. Aldrin justice. Yeah. Um, she ends up going back to being a kindergarten teacher at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ted is able to keep his job by like firing her, firing her. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, giving the ball back. Yeah. And, uh, declaring her mentally deranged for the entire office. Yeah. Um, you'll notice I breezed over the whole second storyline cause I hated it so much and it was Barney. Well, we skipped one thing with the, um, the main storyline you were talking about, or, or actually two things I wanted to point out. Um, one, there's a whole thing about how, 
uh, Ted finds out that a pair of khakis that Robin gave him as a gift yeah. were stolen by Lily as a bit of Aldrin justice. Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, it just so happened I was wearing my justice khakis. And it maybe I should have saved this for like the make it fashion, but like khaki just refers to a color. And the pants that Ted's wearing are not khaki. They're like stone colored chinos. So there's like a type of pant called a chino. And khakis, what you're thinking of, are khaki-colored chinos. But, like, mm. what I'm wearing right now are olive chinos. Those aren't khakis. These aren't khakis because they're not khaki-colored. Whereas okay. the... So khaki is a color. Yeah, the um, the the pants that I wore on Christmas Day. Obviously, the listener doesn't <laughs> know this, but I wore khakis. I don't even know it, and I'm... I wore I khakis you. to okay. your parents on, on Christmas because those are okay. khaki-colored. Okay. So what I'm saying is just a bit of mansplaining here to mm-hmm. Ted. Mm-hmm. At least I can mansplain to another Ted, mm-hmm. to another man. Um, you're, you're wearing your chinos. They're not, they're only khaki if they're khaki colored. Okay. But the other, that's a, that is a minor thing. The main thing I wanted to point out was the, 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 the client from Spokane comes to view the, yeah. the um, so wait, he's I'm not... played by Charles Robinson. Yes. Um, uh, from night court. Right. Who passed away recently. And when, like, the the penis building is revealed, he said, that's a penis. <laughs> like, what everyone is thinking but too yeah. afraid to say to Mr. Druthers. But and then he also what said, I wanted to ask you is, do you know that that's a meme now? Like, that's a penis is a meme? <laughs> like, that, no. that reaction with the caption, you can see sometimes if, any, if something looks penis-like, someone will... On, on social media react with the cap the, the, oh, okay. the meme of, of Charles Robinson saying that's a penis I don't know that but he also says hats off to your lady friends <laughs> um, um, but yeah because oh, she says you wanted Hammond Druthers this is Hammond Druthers yes yes <laughs> Um, so yeah, this gives um, Ted the opportunity to pitch his idea to the Spokane developer yeah um, yeah so yeah, and it's like a big achievement. Achievement. So yeah. they go to McLaren's and do a champagne toast. Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. Okay, so let's uh, go on to Barney's storyline. Let's go into Barney and Marshall's storyline. Okay, so Barney and Marshall. Marshall's complaining about his law professor, who's you know giving him a hard time, and the grades are bad, and she's putting him through so much. And we find out that it's a like forty something you know woman and so barney's like oh is she hot let's see her and it's jane seymour jane seymour who um was a trivia answer we went to bar bar trivia last night and jane seymour yeah or it was actually yeah it's we don't need to go into it it was seymour from little shop and horrors but then jane was the connection yeah um we won trivia by the way yes uh and also you said uh 40s i looked it up just to um just to see Jane Seymour would have been 54 or 55. I was going to say she looks a little older. I mean, she looks amazing. She looks She's fantastic. Yeah. beautiful. Yeah. But, but 54 um, or 55 when this episode was filmed. So was this the originator of like the idea of a cougar? I don't think this was the originator, but it was clearly. When was that original? Like, I, I feel like it was already. Was I don't know. That just came from okay. the Internet. Well, I this think. like explained it in such detail. That's um, what I'm saying. In 2006, it must have still been a new term. Yeah. Like when was, okay, I should have looked up, speaking of connections to friends, when did the Courtney Cox show Cougar Town premiere? Oh. Because obviously by then it was known enough that right. you could name a show after it. So that premiered in 2009, and this is 2006. That's a funny connection that I didn't put together. Yeah, I didn't time. until just yeah. now. 
um, so yeah, referring to, um, a middle-aged sexually active woman who's particularly looking for younger sexual partners as a cougar. I don't think how many mother coined it, but I think it was new enough that it needed to be explained. Yeah. So he goes into detail about like the hairstyle, the blouse, the claws or nails, you know, like he's doing like a crocodile hunter thing. He's doing. Yeah. And so they're in the, they're like, Marshall and Barney are like staring at her like from a like an office plant, you know, um, like on the prowl, like hunting this um, this cougar. Um, So, yeah, I hated it. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Barney ends up like hitting on her or first joking that he has like an accent. Yeah, he's Luigi. Yeah, he has an Italian accent. I was uh, wonking to class. Yeah, she's not having any of it, but then he hits on her, like, being Barney, and she's, like, annoyed, but she's like, okay, two hours, meet me here. Yeah. So she's, like, she's game. Yeah. Um, But then she, like, he's totally unimpressive as a lover. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she grades him a C minus, C plus. Well, by the end, he gets a B plus. Yeah. I can't remember what, yeah, I don't remember what his initial grade was. It was like C minus or something. So you, you glossed over some of the most important points, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, your oral presentation was lacking. Sloppy and inconclusive. Sloppy, yeah. Um, so he can't keep up with her, you know, uh-huh. like, um, and he's trying his hardest. He's like eating power bars and chugging Red Bulls, like trying to keep yeah. up with her. And which he is another, Barney drinking Red Bulls is another like running thing we talked about before, because apparently we talked about, I can't remember the, the, context before but barney drinks red bulls because apparently neil patrick harris at least at the time was a huge red bull like addict yeah um so yeah he i guess at first he was like quote unquote like going easy on her because he didn't want her to break a hip but he ends up breaking his hip (laughs) so he's in the hospital so there's a hospital scene in both of these shows that's true similarity Another, another connection yeah um yeah so he he ends up in the hospital the gang is like kind of laughing at him. Jane Seymour is there at the hospital with him. And then like his final grade is a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, I just have a couple other um, stray observations. Nothing else to do with this story, except that it has aged so poorly. Yeah. The, the, the cougars like, I mean, oh. cause um, the cougar thing became such a joke. Like, do you know how, like Cougar Town, the show. So Bill Lawrence, who created Scrubs, basically made a bet with a friend that he could pitch and sell a series called Cougar Town, just based on the fact that like cougars were like in the in the air and like the pop culture right. air. It was like a cynical thing. Like I bet I can do it. Yeah. And so then he created the show that ended up being well loved. And it he was always, busy like, Phillips. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a I, I mean, I've only seen a handful of episodes. I think it was a good show, yeah. but like Bill Lawrence has said, like, I'm very proud of this show. I wish, I wish I could have changed the name after the first episode because right. it's, it was like an in joke with him and his friend that he could sell a show called Cougar Town. Right. And he did it and it went on to be a beloved show. I remember they lived in a cul-de-sac. Okay. Right. In Florida. I think it is Florida. Yeah. yeah. It's Courtney Cox, busy Phillips, um, Ian Gomez yes. was on it. Yes. And then, um, wasn't, what's her name from the Drew Carey show on it? Maybe she was like a recurring oh, character. Oh, yes. Yes. And then the other dude on it, I can't remember his name, but he was on John from Cincinnati. Okay. Um, right before Cougar Town. Um, anyway, I wasn't, 
planning on talking about Cougar Town. That'll be our next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, uh, another couple of other things I wanted to point out. Now, do we know, we know that Ted and Lily and Marshall all went to college together. Right. And we know that Ted's from Ohio and Marshall's from Minnesota and Lily's from New York. But Marshall's wearing a KU, Kansas University t-shirt. Have, has it been established where they went to school? Did they maybe go to KU? Maybe they did, yeah. I feel like we'd hear more about it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just, uh, that, uh, there's, yeah, a scene around the breakfast table where Marshall's wearing a KU t-shirt and maybe wonder if that's supposed to be. Uh, but speaking of things that date this episode, obviously the references to Cougar as if it's a novel or a mm-hmm. funny in the least thing. Right. It's not. It's not. It became annoying almost immediately as soon as it became, uh, 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 I don't know, a buzzword or whatever. But, um, the other thing that Lily intends to steal and hide from Mr. Druthers after the baseball is an iPod, which also very much dates this episode. Yeah. You know, um, um, this, this was very funny too. This is also a, a props to the prop department. When we go, when we see Jane Seymour's apartment, like okay. all of her sheets are animal print and she does have like jungle type plants, like greenery in her bedroom, like oh, why didn't I her blankets, that? her pajamas, they're all like leopard and cheetah, Prince. I love it. So that was kind of funny. Very funny. Um, also, since I mentioned props to the props department, when when Lily goes back to her kindergarten class, one of the toys the kids are playing with is like a blue horn. It's not a blue French horn, but it's oh, a blue but it was like horn. A blow up horn. Yeah. I didn't even put the connection. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a. I guess yeah. under themes, I guess we would discuss it. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we go to funniest line? Lines in moment because I have a moment here. Okay, and I think I know what it is because I think it's mine too. Well, you you have pride of place in the How I Met Your Mother recap, so you get to see what. So even though this is a a figment of Lily's imagination when she's talking shit about um, Mr. Druthers and like what a bully he is, um, there's a child in the office for some reason with an ice cream cone, and Mr. Druthers. Um, like smacks the ice cream cone out of his hand. But in such a way that he, he smacks the ball of ice cream off the top and the kid is just left holding an empty cone. Yeah. So funny. And then he mocks him like, oh, you want to cry about it, little kid? And Lily is actually at her desk like crying, trying to hide her tears. (laughs) Another funny moment about that scene. Okay. I don't know if it was funny, but it was um, interesting is, I don't know in what context, but um, like Mr. Druthers is... Um, like humiliating someone and says um once again with feelings oh like and then the i buffy thought episode. like the buffy el- episode yeah. that's um, right with allison hannigan that's the musical episode of buffy from yeah. season six once more a feeling yeah. um okay i will the only funny line to come out of the cougar storyline was when barney said tonight just like John Mellencamp, I am getting rid of the cougar once and for all. <laughs> yeah, I know you'd like that because you laughed out loud. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a sucker for like if it's a rock music based joke. Yeah. I, I I love it. Yeah, and then there were tons of like funny um, lines about like penis jokes that I think we discussed. Yeah. all of them. Well, I have one more then. Okay. Um, when Lily's talking about why she quit the tiki restaurant. She says, oh. about 50 times a day, a guy asked me for a lay. And Marsha goes, classic. Good one. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> because they're not, I mean, they're still, they're not a couple anymore. So he doesn't have to be like supportive. He can just be like, yeah. have an honest reaction. Like, that's funny. Yeah. 
Uh, should we move on to How Many Mother but Make It Fashion? Yes. Um, I liked Lily's um, first day outfit when she, for her first day on the job as the assistant. Which it was one's like the a, first day? It, it was brown, like a brown top and skirt with some like ruffles. Okay. This is not to be confused with the houndstooth which outfit. I which yeah. I also Later liked. she's wearing yeah. a full like dress that's like brown like... But what do, you, what do you call it? It's like houndstooth, but it's like blown up big. Yeah, it's still houndstooth. Okay. But I've heard, because the opposite, if you have houndstooth, but it's like they're very small, I've heard that called puppy tooth. Oh, I haven't heard that. I like it. You like it? Because <laughs> so our, I don't know, is our dog tooth, has such tiny teeth yeah. that I just think of. So maybe if it's houndstooth and it's blown up real big, it's like. Cougar teeth? <laughs> no, that's feline though. Yeah. That's I was going to say like dire wolf tooth. <laughs> Dire wolf tooth. Yeah. <laughs> so she had a brown dire wolf tooth yeah. <laughs> dress. Yeah. Um, all right. So, well, now we've each done a little one. Do you have any more? I have, I have a lot for this episode. No. Oh, okay. Well, um, I liked Lily's work outfit at the Tiki <laughs> restaurant with the coconut, fake coconut bra. Yeah. And the, and the lays and the grass skirt and everything. Um, I liked Marshall's uh, penguin brand polo that he wears near the end of the episode. Oh. Uh, but I have to say as much of a, uh, penis as uh, Hammond Brothers is. I liked his style. He had like in one scene he's wearing a like a blue bow tie with like a uh, a matching blue sweater vest. It's it's like a cornflower. Okay, blue. he has suspenders. At and one then in point. the next, yeah, the scene where they pre- present to to Charles Robinson from Night Court, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, he's also got a a, a bow tie which he's ma- matching with like brown suspenders and i liked his um i don't know i feel like bow tie is often like a shorthand in pop culture for like uh this guy's like a stuck-up dweeb or something mm-hmm. but i like i like bow ties i think they yeah, look cool sometimes yeah so uh, i i liked his bow tie look brian cranston was really good he was really funny yes yes uh, should we move on to any running jokes motifs or foreshadowing that you i already mentioned the red bulls and anything else that stood out to you um, no. Well, I'm surprised one thing didn't stand out to you. Because when Marshall's talking about his teacher, who, like, I think she just needs to get laid, and, and Barney says, I accept your challenge. This is the first challenge oh, accepted. okay. Which is, this is going to become a running thing of okay. people saying things and Barney taking it as a challenge when it's not okay. intended as a challenge. But Barney saying, I accept your challenge or challenge accepted that this is the first one. We still haven't gotten a, how are you doing on friends, but we got our first challenge accepted, even okay. though he doesn't actually phrase it that way. Okay. Yeah. I guess I was just like, so annoyed by the storyline that I, it was a bad storyline. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about similarities and, and differences between we, I mean, we talked about, uh, unfortunate fat jokes mm-hmm. in, in both, both episodes were guest star laden. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that'll be a thing going, going forward. Uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is that you could say that both Lily and Phoebe are going through kind of breakdowns because they've lost a gig, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. was the first thing I thought of, but then it made me remember, yeah. wait, at the end of the last episode, didn't Monica get fired? Yeah. Is that just like not a problem? <laughs> like, is she, did she get a new job? What is she doing? She had she tons like, of savings. She's rich. She's just staying, staying home, making poisonous pies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess that's, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't want to give How I Met Mother too much it's credit. It's not Phoebe's job, really. I mean, it's right. like a side I know. That's gig. what I was saying. That was just like the leaping off point. Yeah. It got me to yeah, comparing yeah. Lily and Monica. Yeah. And like I said, I don't want to give How I Met Your Mother too much credit by saying like, oh, it took, it, it's taking Lily's career more seriously than Friends is taking Monica's career. I think this is more just a sign of how trends in TV had, had changed. Mm-hmm. That post-Sopranos, post mm-hmm. like the beginning of the golden age, you know, how like Friends takes place before the quote unquote golden age of American television or the new golden age, whatever you want to call it. How many other takes place mid that? And I think the idea that audiences expect the things, even though like how many your mother, most episodes have storylines that begin and end have beginning middles and ends within the episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they stand on their own, uh, which is actually more true of the Sopranos than people give it credit for. People think of the Sopranos as being like highly serialized, but each episode has its own self-contained thing. It's just the fact that the things that happen in all the previous episodes exist and have repercussions right. in, in the episode you're watching. And so I think how I met your mother by 2006 year is, is living in that TV space where the writers are expected to carry storylines on that, mm-hmm. that it's not a, like Little House on the Prairie style full reset in between, right. you know, Little House on the Prairie, which is all one one of the greatest shows of all time, if you ask me. It, but it is a show that is essentially a series of standalone, like right. short stories using the same locations of characters. It's very rare in that show for people to even reference. Like, remember when Half Pint got rabies or we thought she had rabies right. or whatever? It was just like life lessons yeah. brought to life. And so, like, this is how TV has had had changed by by that time by by 2006 and it's in, even more so the case now like i think most i mean I, even like a mainstream very mainstream sitcom like superstore i feel like this is the second week in a row that i've it's felt like i'm talking shit about superstore but superstore is maybe the best network sitcom of the past 10 years so i want to i want to say that i love superstore but um even a show like Superstore has to have, or had to have, it's over now, uh, ongoing storylines. Audiences just expect it now in the way they didn't. I think also more credence is given to, like, relationship storylines. So, like, Monica losing her job is not as interesting as, like, Ross and Rachel, will they, won't they? You know, like, so if it's relationship-wise, which both of these shows are just heavy all about relationships... It's not as important. It's not an investment, you that, know. That takes that takes precedence precedent over, over every. So yeah. over losing a job, over having an issue with a family member, over a child, even you yeah. know, like yeah. everything else is kind of like pointless compared to these relationships. Uh, all right. Any other uh, similarities or differences you wanted to point out? Well, we already talked two? about both shows had um, hospital scenes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, Only one had the doctor from Seinfeld, though. Right. Do we even? I'm trying to think. Do we even meet the doctor in the How Many Mother episode? Or are they just visiting I think he's in the just, ho- yeah in, in the, the hospital, hospital bed, said hotel room, yeah. hospital bed. Yeah. Although, is this the first time in Friends that we learned that Ross has a PhD? Huh. I think I just assumed, but you're right. They yeah. do mention specifically that he has a PhD. Yeah, I guess we we knew he was a paleontologist, but yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah, well, we, yeah, we knew he went to grad school because that's where he met Julie, who right. is, I guess, still a part of his life, but we haven't seen Julie in weeks. She hasn't been in the, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, should we move on to playing favorites? Let's. I don't think it's going to be surprises. Okay. Three, two, one, friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's an obvious. Yeah, even though I didn't like the, like, all the all the gay panic or, like, gay people, like, how weird it is that someone would or think like gay. Or, like, fumbling dudes don't know how to take care of babies because yeah. it's as, a female thing, I guess. Yeah. As much as I didn't like that, it wasn't as offensive to me as the cougar storyline. Yes, yeah. Well, let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce, the one that still does not have a precedent within the show. Okay. How were we doing? Okay. This is where we look at what was happening in the world in the day these episodes aired. Friends season two, episode six, the one with the baby on the bus aired on Thursday, November 2nd, 1995, uh, AKA day of the dead. Um, um, which is in Mexico and in much of like, Mexican-American culture, it's Day of the Dead. In just general American and otherwise Catholic culture, it's All Souls Day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's what was happening on <laughs> November 2nd. As far as what was happening in the world, um, uh, I, I don't know. Leaders of Bosnia, Serbia, and Croatia are invited to the United States for peace talks. That was definitely, you remember that? Mm-hmm. In the mid '90s, that part of the world mm-hmm. was uh, obviously in in, in tumult, yeah. and uh, uh, Bill Clinton was getting us involved to questionable levels of success. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of I haven't looked up these people, but um, whenever we do these, uh, the people who were born on this day, you know, we get like people who are like famous now, but that I've never heard of. Okay. So Amanda Mandingo and Alex Bertie were both born on this day. I don't know who they are. This thing says YouTube star for both of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But YouTube is like, I mean, that's to people under a certain age. That's where all the most famous people are. YouTube or TikTok, TikTok is, is, yeah. is bigger now. But like that sort of thing, like the venues through which we still think like hey, you get famous when you're, you're a famous on singer on TV yeah. or movies or whatever. It's just. Yeah, people just like YouTube channels. Uh, I've heard, like, jokes recently about, like, people getting excited. Like, it's the holidays, so people go and, like, visit parents and seeing, like, commercials for the first time, (laughs) like, in a really long time. Oh, because most young people, unlike us, are, like, cord cutters. Yeah. You and I still have cable. So the only people who have cable are, like, their parents. So they're watching, like, progressive commercials or watching, like, all of the commercials that... We see all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we should probably get rid of cable. <laughs> we will when we when we move. When we move, okay. Uh, top five songs in the U.S. this this week. We've got a new one. I'm hoping you know it and can sing a little bit of it because I don't recognize it. But we've got Mariah Carey's "Fantasy," Coolio's "Gangsta's Paradise," still a huge hit. Janet Jackson's "Runaway," Seal Kiss from Rose, and the new addition to the top five. The song is called "Tell Me" by Groove Theory. Oh, it sounds so familiar. Let's see. If you give me some lyrics. Some lyrics? Let me see okay. if I can. Groove theory, tell me lyrics. Let me go to the, try to get to the chorus, uh, if this would load. Come on now. Well, well, this is fun. Okay. The verse goes, tell me if you want me to give you all my time. Tell me if you want me to. Give you all my time, I wanna make it good, good for you. you. Cause, Cause you, you blow, blow my mind, mind. I, I promise, promise, boy, 
that I'll be true. true. You're, You're the, the perfect fine. So tell me if you want me to. Okay. Okay. Yep. You it. know it. I it. love it. I love it. We had a, a listener say, um, I can't remember exactly how they phrased it, but it was like, um, Natalie actually doesn't have a bad voice. David does. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I have a bad voice. Maybe. I love your singing voice. Well. All right. So, uh, how I Met Your Mother, season two, episode six, Aldrin Justice. I have to say, like, I'm Don LaFontaine or whatever. Yeah. Um, aired on October 23rd, 2006. Um, yeah, never mind. Um, October 23rd is... October 23rd, 2003 is the day my, my dad died. So I always notice October 23rds. Um, so October 23rd, 2006, other than being the three year anniversary of, uh, my dad passing away. Um, let's see. It's national day in Hungary, which is, uh, celebrating the revolution of 1956 and the proclamation of the Republic of Hungary in 1989. Uh, what else happened on that day? Oh, here's something that's, this was huge news at the time. Jeffrey Skilling is sentenced to 24 years and four months in U.S. federal prison on charges of fraud and insider trading relating to the financial collapse of Enron. Oh. Um, yeah, so... Uh, uh, yeah, concluding the trial of Kenneth Lay and Jeffrey Skilling. So yeah, Kenneth Lay and Enron, these were like... This is a huge scandal at the time that I have to admit I don't fully understand the particulars of. Yeah. Um, but it also like, I get it confused cause it was pre financial, like it was pre recession. You know, when I think of financial clubs now you think of like 2008, 2008 and Lehman brothers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I feel like the Enron thing like gets at least by me, like I get kind of, for, uh, I kind of forget about Enron cause like, Oh yeah, that, that felt like a precursor yeah. to what ended up being like a defining moment in, our our lives the first recession you and i have lived through as adults yes um not the last one uh and the top five songs in the u.s i think it's the same as it was last week uh ludicrous moneymaker justin timberlake sexy back uh hinder lips of an angel which is like we have agreed made up uh akon smack that and the fray how to save a life okay nothing for me to sing here yeah we need some new some movement on the charts here yeah uh, well then uh, our final segment which now has a precedent in the show I'm so excited about this Yeah, our final segment is called Challenge Accepted and this is where we make predictions on what will happen on next week's episode of Friends and How Many Mother given only uh, the title the title to work with and, yeah. and, and any pre-existing uh, n- knowledge um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so but first we have to, to, um, revisit our prediction from last week and neither one of us got it. I don't know why I'm so stupid. Why didn't, when I hear the baby on the bus, why didn't my mind go to Ben? I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like looking at you like there's a baby. I I don't think about babies when they're not around. (laughs) If there's not a baby in my eyesight, I'm not thinking about babies. It's the problem. Even when they're around, I don't think you're thinking about them. (laughs) That's true. Um, that's not true. I like if I'm related to the baby. Yeah, I'm just it's kidding. a niece or nephew. I'm just kidding. Or or a friend's kid, you know. It's a baby I don't know. Then yeah. Well, this is a friend's kid. 
That's true. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I said the gang find themselves looking after a tyke that got left on El Autobus. Um, I was wrong. Yeah. They're the ones who left a tyke on the Autobus. And the tyke is Ben. Yeah. And the tyke is Ben, a character that I will forget exists as soon as we are done recording. So I don't get any points for that. You said that Aldrin Justice is tough. New York gal Lily pits her street smarts against corn-fed doofus Marshall's legal smarts. Yeah. Not a also, bad idea for an episode, yeah, by the way, but I also should, just way off. Yeah, they should hire me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now is the time on the podcast where Natalie vamps. Okay. Hot cocoa <laughs> ornaments. Pepper- I'm pretty sure this is the same Peppermint. Fearless Flyer, because you started with hot cocoa ornaments. JoJo's. It's the first time. one on this. Um, winter wake-up tea. Mushroom and truffle pesto. Okay. So, friends, season two... Episode seven is called the one where Ross finds out the one where Ross finds out. (sighs) Hmm. The one where Ross finds out because we had the one where Rachel finds out, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of season one. Mm-hmm. This is the one where Ross finds out. So what is Ross going to find out? The one where Ross finds out. My first, and I'm starting to think this is never going to come up, but my first thought was like, didn't Joey and Phoebe kiss? Uh, yeah. But like, I feel like that's at this point. When he thought she was Ursula? Uh... Oh, right. Joey and Phoebe kissed right. only because she's conning him into think that she's Ursula. But then, like, they liked it, and then they kiss again after? I'm trying to remember. But anyway, that's that, that can't be what Ross finds out, because why would Ross care if Joey and Phoebe kissed? So what is Ross going to find out? Like, is Rachel keeping something from Ross? Well, I mean, it's a nod to something that has already happened. But I'm not oh, supposed to give you... Oh, oh, I'm not supposed to... Yeah, you're not supposed to give me... Yeah, sorry. ...hints, but I'm going to say... You can give me a hint on How I Met Your Mother. I don't know what it is okay. yet or if I'll even know. Okay. Because it might just be like... Sometimes these episodes are called like brunch or whatever. I'm like, I don't remember what that was about. Right. Uh, okay. So I'm going to guess that Ross finds out that Rachel tried to sabotage him and Julie. Okay. Okay. Ross finds out that Rachel's been trying to gum up the works with his and Julie's relish. Okay. Okay. So Hi Man Your Mother, season two, episode seven. It's called Swarly. This is not going to help you at all. Swarly? S-W-A-R-L-E-Y. It's not going to help you at all. It is a funny episode, though. Okay. I'm going to say... Well, okay, you said... Uh, because you gave me a hint, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Of the five main characters on How Many Mother... Whose name is closest to Swarly? 
Okay, so it's Barney's alter ego when he drinks a certain type of alcohol. Okay, okay. Okay, Swarley is Barney's... Um, I'm going to say alter ego, because I almost said evil twin, but he actually could be, for, you know, he could, he could be Why don't you better. Say, uh, yeah, boozy uh, alter ego. Or I'll let you, this is what you do best. Um, um, a fig walks into a bar. Swarley is, oh yeah, sorry, you're doing, okay. Swarley is Barney's alter ego when he imbibes a particular spirit. Mm-hmm. Potent, right? potent potable. <laughs> in, in parentheses, potent potent potable. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well um i don't know okay listeners let us know actually if you like the idea of us trying to give each other clues yeah the problem is that we're not like each one of us knows one of these shows better but neither of us is expert like we don't have an encyclopedic knowledge of the show like if you name a random how many other episode i'm not necessarily going to know what happens right. in it because they're not always swarly i happen to remember what that refers to because it's funny to me yeah and the one where ross finds out that's kind of like a Obviously pivotal a yeah. yeah yeah um or he never mind <laughs> so what if he finds out that joey and chandler actually did bring back the wrong baby <laughs> well i think i mean that's i think that's kind of like alluded to because they ha- they're going to have to explain the diaper. Uh, yeah, but I, it is it is Ben. Yeah, Ross would immediately recognize. Did look alike? Was it? Yeah, the but same Ross is going to recognize his son. Of course. Yeah. Oh, you're saying maybe he was twins, like an uh, Olsen, or the same baby, just in different outfits. Oh, maybe just for that scene. Well, because my thing is, I'm guessing the way they do with babies that they have Ben twins. probably is played yeah. by twins or triplets. Yeah. Maybe they just dressed up two of them in different outfits. It's possible. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think we, we wrapped it up. We talked about seasons two, episodes six of both friends and how I met your mother. Yes, we did. Um, you can find episodes of the show, wherever you subscribe to podcasts. You can also find, uh, posts for each episode at battleship You can leave a comment there. Battleship pretension is, uh, the name of my other podcast in which I talk about movies. Check out that podcast. Check out that website from our movie reviews and, and such. Uh, you can, Email me at david at com, but more importantly, you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Please yes. do that. Yes. And also, please uh, follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension. Yes. Natalie, where would you like people to find you on the internet? Don't find me on the internet, but do rate, review our podcast, tell your friends, like tell your mothers, all that stuff. Yeah. like, subscribe. <laughs> I stepped on your You li- stepped on my, on my line. line. What else well, is new? You'll have literally hundreds more opportunities to say it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Um, we definitely read everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, again, if you like it, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Until next time, see you at Big Wave Luau. 